It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out of your door. You step into the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. Bilbo Baggins, Lord of the Rings, book one, Fellowship of the Ring. What percentage of the quotes that you give are from Lord of the Rings? Not enough. <laughs> that's, that's the appropriate answer. Hey, they're celebrating their 20th uh, anniversary after the first one came out on December 19th. Frodo is? I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're celebrating. I am celebrating. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, today we're going to share uh, something encouraging or two and a couple of discouraging things as we reflect on the last year. And then we have a big announcement at the end that you should stay tuned for. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2022. How how long into the year until you start writing 2022 correctly? Oh, November. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right when it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when uh, I was engaged um, a, a few years ago, we... Um, to your Everything. wife. To, I didn't know to if my it was wife. like in yes. combat no, 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 to or my wife. to something. Yeah, gotcha. sorry. Okay. That was a really slow start that to was. the story. I, have, I was sitting there like engaged. <laughs> I was trying to, to <laughs> build some drama. Um, we were, we were going to get married in March. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what I was writing out the month for, mm-hmm. I would write March for like six months. Because <laughs> I was thinking about getting married. And uh, so it was just kind of a funny joke on staff. They were like, well, Brian accidentally wrote March again. Should have written June or July or oh, August or funny. whatever in the church paper. But he said March. I just said March for that's everything. That's funny. Yeah. When I proposed to my wife, she told me when we were getting married. <laughs> <laughs> I, gradu- I got my master's. Yeah. I finished up some things because I-, I wanted to get my ducks in a row. And then I proposed. On my day of graduation, after graduation, I proposed in front uh-huh. of her family, my family. I proposed, um, and it sounded like she said, "I guess." <laughs> she said yes, but it was like a I, I, yes, like she was like happy, but it came. I as guess. A, so my response to her was, "What?" And then she said, "I said yes." I was like, "No, you didn't. You said I guess." She goes, "No, I said yes." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, great." And then I put the ring on her finger. Everyone's looking. I was like, "What is happening?" And then three months later, we got married. Wow. Yeah. Well, we, we, we at the, you know how you just kind of know. Yeah, 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 yeah. At I that know. point, we were like, I know. there you go. Yeah. So you were engaged and you kept writing March. I proposed and she said, all right, here's the date. I'm just picturing like a sigh and a, I guess <laughs> I'll marry you. That is the general response for most people towards me. <laughs> I'd, Hi, I'd like to check out this book. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> Hey, I'd like to order a number four, and can you hold the lettuce? <sighs> I guess. Did you get anything fun for Christmas? Um, I did. I got, I got a couple of things. Um, I got these earplugs to help drown out noise. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, not headphones, just this, earplugs okay. that are specifically for helping just kind of lower the decibels of everything. Uh-huh. Um, I get distracted easily when I hear noises, uh-huh. like Doug. Off of up squirrel, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Okay, uh, some gift cards mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of books. So yeah. I can't, can't complain. What That's was nothing the, too crazy? What, one is there any of the books that you're really excited about? No, reading. Okay, 
fine. I, not really. <laughs> Christmas is very strange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you? Did you get anything fun? Well, I, I have three very unique gifts. Um, okay. I got a pickleball paddle. I'm excited about that. And uh, if uh, oh, you no no has, no we can't no we can't go past ha, that. What's do you a know pickleball what do you know paddle? what pickleball is? No, what is that? It's the new sport. It's kind of a mix between tennis and ping pong. So it's played on like. I'm a, sorry. Did you say a mix between tennis and ping pong? Yes, I thought tennis and ping pong were mixes of themselves. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it's played on a kind of a shortened tennis court. Okay. And instead of a tennis racket, you have. It, almost like a paddle ball. You remember like the paddle balls people play with at the beach oh, yeah. or whatever? Oh, yeah. It's almost shaped like that. And then the ball that is used is like a wiffle ball. And so the beauty of the sport is the ball travels slowly, even if you whack it. Mm-hmm. And it makes play a lot of fun for people who have never even played. You okay. can pick it up and play it. And um, folks who may have a little achy back or bad knees can still play doubles because nice. you don't have to cover – a whole lot of ground, and so um, it's there's little places and segments of society that are all about pickleball right now, and it's got a and it makes this really beautiful little popping noise when you hit it that's kind of funny. Okay. Um. It's, anyway, why, I why, I've played why, it a little bit. It's is, fun. Is it fun? It's really fun. Are you able to like get into it pretty, pretty yeah. easily? Yeah. Who yeah. have you played? Uh, I played my buddy Ryan is the best player I played. He he actually knew what he was doing because our family saw people playing it on vacation and decided to play it. Okay, so we played. That was going to be the next question. We didn't really know what we were doing, um, but it was still fun to play with the kids. Um, and that's the great thing. Anybody can play. Beth likes to play, so it's a good time. Why is it called pickleball? The people who invented it had a dog named Pickle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Are there professional pickleball players out there? I'm sure there are. Oh, goodness. Uh, but I, I don't know much right, about that. Right, right up next to Quidditch. Yeah. So when Roger Federer retires from tennis, <laughs> he'll go straight into pickleball, I'm sure. So oh, <laughs> This is our official uh, spokesperson okay. for pickleball. So, Se- so pickleball game, paddle. That's, that's a good direction. The kids got me a camping chair that you could go like backpacking with. Oh, nice. But it like folds down like real tiny. And so mm-hmm. you can carry it in your backpack and then set it up in camp because it's just – not as much fun to sit on a rock after you've been hiking all day. No, you so, need something soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and my, my third kind of unique gift, I was just thinking how they're all really separate or different, was um, Beth got me uh, the new uh, book of portraits uh, that George W. Bush painted. And he, he painted portraits of immigrants and tells their story. Oh, wow. His first book was of uh, veterans. And then this one is of immigrants. And so nice. there's like 50 immigrants he painted their portrait and then tells their story and it's i've just kind of started it's really compelling stories a few of the immigrants you know like famous people but then a lot of the ones i enjoy reading about the most are people just have no idea oh cool and he tells their story of hardship and how they made it and what they've done for society and so cool i just love that he's doing that i'm like right. what a cool thing to do like what do you do after you're president mm-hmm and um, I think that's a pretty honorable thing to do. That's really neat. Yeah. I, I, I did forget one gift. Uh, my brother-in-law is a watch enthusiast. Oh, okay. He like he, he's into watches, uh-huh. and he got me a watch, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, cool. So I, I, I checked it out and figured out things. I, I like it. It's a Casio G-Shock. Okay. It works. It's great. Yeah. I like it. Okay. There cool. I like cool. It. I'm not a watch guy. Yeah. But thank yeah. you, Nate, if you're listening. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe next year George Bush will do a. Uh, a book of portraits of people playing pickleball. <laughs> no, Brian. I hope that never happens. 
You can be on the cover. Right? We're just yes. like, like like mid swing. Yes. You know, like like a like a Sports Illustrated yes. action shot kind I like of a it. thing. Yes. Taken with a Canon camera with a 500 millimeter yes. zoom. I'm getting way too in this. I, I apologize. Yes. I apologize. Yeah, with a cool headline. That yeah, pickleball professionals <laughs> populate. <laughs> no. Perpetual. I don't know. I, I'm trying to. <laughs> Hey, Although all I can think of is somebody dressed up as a pickle. Moving on. So um, we thought today we would share just maybe a thing or two that's encouraged us as we reflect back on this last year and just be honest and maybe share, was there a discouragement or two? Mm. Um, just as we've viewed our little worlds or the larger world, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> however we want to go with that. So yeah. you want to start? No. You want to start? I want to I hear how you do this because I, I wrote down several things <laughs> that are contingent on how you take this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, do we, do we want to do discouraging then encouraging or ooh, yeah. encouraging then discouraging? I think we begin with discouraging. Okay. We can end on that. Okay. Encouraging, right? Yeah. Okay. We we don't want to end on discouraging. Just be just share all these discouraging things and be like, oh, see you later. <laughs> um, okay. Um, yeah. Probably the when I think about 2021, the if there was something that was discouraging. Um, that stood out to me a number of times. It was just thinking uh, at times that people who are believers in Jesus Christ, it felt like uh, some have been out discipled uh, mm. and weren't the the main source of being discipled was not coming from Jesus and from people following Jesus. It was coming from grifters or kind of partisan media hacks who have an agenda that got people riled up and really angry or even hateful and sometimes even cruel. And we, our family even experienced a little bit of that. And um, without sharing all of that story, it, all of that even got a little personal for us. Mm. Um, but just the, the depressing thought of those who have confessed to following Jesus, but it felt like when it came down to it, they chose to follow something else. Yeah. And, it, and so I just kept coming back to that phrase, have, the, have, have folks in the church been out-discipled by media figures or yeah. uh, friends or whoever who are angry and maybe even cruel because of their brand of politics or whatever it might be? Um, that they're kind of chasing. So, does that make any sense at all? Yeah, absolutely. That actually kind of goes into mine. Um, okay. And what I what I've seen is, is what I would call um, Christian militarism. Yeah. Um, that, that's actually one of the discouraging things that th- there appears to be more and more and more and more and more and more. And if if you didn't hear more um, division amongst the body of Christ, that's leading to this really fascinating. Um, collection of certain mountains that people are going to die on mm-hmm. um, as opposed to allowing some charity in gray areas that either scripture or Christian tradition don't necessarily address. It just seems that this push for this Christian militaristic idea of, no, we have to conquer, we have to overpower, we have to control, um, which, you know, is exactly the message that Jesus brought. Right. I think it's in the gospel according to... <laughs> Um, but it, it, it's really discouraging, um, even in my own tribe, uh, seeing people say things like, oh, no, we need blank, 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 and that's going to fix things. And, and you go, well, but Scripture says this, and you're saying, no, that's actually the problem. So I, 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 I totally get what you're saying. I'm, I'm, I'm finding just more antagonism from Christians amongst Christians towards Christians. 
Yeah. And that's, that's really disheartening um, because we can disagree but not be disagreeable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we can be – we can argue, which is fine, without being argumentative. We, we can have these areas where we say, yeah, you know what? We don't align perfectly but allow for some gray. Yeah. It almost feels like our world would – there wouldn't be a place for a Billy Graham anymore. Where mm. because it, it and and not that we need, I, I, the church doesn't need some celebrity pastor right to be the church, um, but if there was someone uh, who, uh, for whatever reason, God used in some ways that, uh, and they ended up with some international fame, I feel like in two thousand twenty one, what would have happened is half of the church would have lined up for the person and half against them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas I don't know that that I mean there was always some outliers who were against him, but not many. Yep. I I remember recently talking to a friend of mine who very much disliked Billy Graham, and and still mm-hmm. continues to dislike. Um, and so finally, I don't know why I didn't ask it before, but I finally said why. And this was this was his response. He said, "I hated that he wouldn't meet with women one on one. That he always had somebody else there." And I was like. Why does that bother you? And he goes, oh, he's just pres- like, oh, he's just coming across as blank, and and he never had a real good reason. Yeah, it was just this thing he didn't yeah. like, and it was Billy Graham wouldn't meet with women privately, and he didn't like that. Yeah, and I was confused as to why that was the thing. Yeah, because it didn't make sense to me. Because like, if you read his stuff, he says, oh, it's for accountability. Because we're not going to get into a he said, she said, this is person's going to confidant. Graham never had televisions in his uh, hotel rooms. I thought that was really interesting. But then once again, somebody was like, I can't believe he did that. Did he not trust his his salvation? Or did he think he was going to sin? And you're like, I don't think you're getting what's happening here. You, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, Yeah. It's fine if you want to critique that a little bit. I can't yeah. imagine getting mad. He got mad. They yeah. were mad about it. I thought it was so strange that that's what they were mad. But a, a, a history professor, a friend of mine, said that when the church is not being persecuted, it persecutes itself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty pretty much happening here. Yeah, and I, I think what I've seen is it's actually becoming more clear, and maybe that's a good thing, but um, just, I guess, a week or two ago at the Turning Point conference, you had a Don Donald Trump Jr. saying, you know, we— uh, uh, I, I, he said, I, I kind of understand the statement to uh, uh, turn the other cheek and to um, uh, pray for those who persecute you, but uh, that hasn't gotten us anywhere, and so we need to kind of move on from that. Oh, gosh. And, and so uh, and I'm just speaking on one person. You could find a lot of examples from that yeah. across the political spectrum, but I'm thinking where, where are – at that point, the church and the – people who are listening to that instead of applauding need to say I'm a believer and that's not I can't be with you any on that right okay w- regardless of how I vote I'm not with you and if we don't clarify that right then we we're being out discipled yeah I thought I, th- I thought it was I thought it was really interesting you you look at the um, the Biden Trump campaign the election and even the Clinton and Trump mm-hmm. uh, political and, and, and you sit there and I don't think that there's been a more polarizing election, at least in my life. I was alive. My first election was Obama-McCain. Um, okay. And I remember— that You're that young? I'm that young. <laughs> I'm that young. I turned 
18 okay. in October. Okay. And then the election was in November. That makes me feel really old. You feel okay? Do you yeah. need a moment? I'm, you I sit might need down? a moment. Okay. I can get your oxygen tank over there. No, yeah. that's that was bad. Uh, precious listeners, he has no oxygen shake. He's in a really mm-hmm. good shape. Um, but I remember feeling division then, but then all of a sudden it just – Something happened. Or maybe I'm just – maybe now I'm just more aware because I've seen films and I've read history books about the political spectrum. And maybe it's being presented as worse than yeah. it really is. So there's – you know, like you were talking about being discipled by the media, being discipled by a public education system that isn't mm-hmm. really concerned with necessarily developing skills and abilities as much as it is mm-hmm. propagating certain ideas and philosophies and worldviews, which if you think that's not true, yeah, okay, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> But looking at this past election and the one before it, it was just Christians were just awful to each other on both sides, mm-hmm. yeah. both sides. So this isn't a, oh, we're the victims. It's we're the victims and the victimizers. Yeah. There was a moment in that McCain-Obama in one of the town hall meetings where uh, someone stood up and said uh, uh, to McCain, you know, we just can't trust, you know, if Obama gets in, he's going to do all of these awful things on purpose. And I, I think it was kind of an, a, a reference to, you know, let the Muslims take over the country kind of a thing. Right. And and McCain stopped her and said, no, 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 no. Now, I disagree with him on a lot of his things, but uh, I think he's a fine man and I think he will do his best. It was really an interesting moment. I remember that. Because that just doesn't happen yeah. very often. And I've I've thought about that moment a lot in the mm. last um, four or six years, because when have you heard either side? Yeah, I, I was about, I was about do to say, anything. was that, was that yeah. like one of the last few moments of common decency between candidates? <laughs> it might have been. Might have been. I mean, Hillary been. and Trump didn't really no. throw compliments. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh, man, they're really nice to each other. No, it, yeah. just, uh, it, was, it was strange. Okay, so that that's some, discourage, that's, some yeah, discouragement. And, and maybe the, the hope and the call is like elevate yourself above the partisan fighting, yeah. whether it, whoever it's coming from. I, li- I, li- I like so. your question. Um, who are you allowing to disciple you? Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, who are you letting shape you? Yeah. We're, 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 we are not free from influences. We're influenced by almost everything. Yep. The question is, how will we respond? And as yeah. believers, we should respond in a rather unique way Yeah. to what I would say are unbiblical discipling models right. and, and, and images. So right, yeah. The government what are, what are will be to disciple the you? government will be upon his shoulders. I've been thinking about that phrase mm. over the Advent uh, season, and you know, are are we clamoring to have the government on our shoulders or to follow a government that's way bigger than anything in this world um, has to offer on its own? And so uh, that would be the call to the church. So that's good. Let's like talk. That. Let's talk encouraging things. Encouraging things. Yeah. Um, well, I've got one. Let's hear it. And. I, I think in this last year with all of the roller coaster stuff that's happened within church life, uh, I have seen in in some folks this real longing to draw close to Christ and a willingness to maybe shed some things and to realize, like, I can draw close to Christ and to serve Christ and to be with Christ um, in in new ways and new days, you know, in ways that I did not think I could. I, I used to think I had to have this certain structure. And some of the many of those structures are good in life. But as we went through a pandemic and we, you know, maybe churches changed something or things got shifted around, um, 
I think people who are healthy realize, like, I, I need Christ. I need the community of believers. Um, I need to be, you know, thinking of those who don't know the Lord. And if I can serve the Lord, maybe it looks a little bit different. And so, you know, the pattern of my life, the hours of how I spend my life are different than they were three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still walking with the Lord, and there's maybe be, been a refreshment in that that may be healthy for the church to realize, like, hey, we can be nimble. We can focus some of our methods. Yeah. The message is the same. That's good. I really like that. So that can be really good for us, not only... I think it was good for us this last year, but it can be good for the church moving forward and for Christians moving forward. I, th- I think you're right. That I, that man, we're 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 both on point today because that, <laughs> that bleeds into my thing. I think one of the most encouraging things that that happened last year was what I would call healthy deconstruction. Twenty twenty was quite the year, mm-hmm. and twenty twenty one wasn't a repeat, but you definitely felt the residual effects. But twenty twenty one provided us a fascinating opportunity, not just in church, but in home life mm-hmm. and, and, and public and private lives and what we do, what we say, how we act, how we respond, to kind of take a moment to step back and go, why are we doing what we're doing? Why do I believe what I believe? And how do those things mirror each other? Um, Martin Scorsese, when he was directing the film Silence, which I think, was that one of the, the, the movie films that we did to, for people to watch, Silence? I think it was. Yeah, I think hey, so. go back and watch that. Watch that episode. Listen to that episode. We don't remember what we said. I don't even know. And I love I love in an interview he said this film is about when faith meets experience. Hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing like a pandemic, if you want to call it that. There's nothing like unaccounted for or unplanned inconveniences. Mhm to really bring to the forefront what you believe mm-hmm. because what you believe is really going to be revealed in what you do. Yeah. And and again, I'm not I'm not overemphasizing what we do. Mm-hmm. But what we do naturally stems from what we believe. So, 2021 became a a really fascinating year where we get to all take a step back. My wife and I talked about the intentionality of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um raising our children, uh school, life practices. Um, last year, I actually saw my, uh, I hate the phrase, but you understand what I mean. My, my prayer life exploded in a really interesting way because I, I kind of had this moment of, what am I really praying? Mm-hmm. And how does my prayer life shape how I think about God? There's there's a quote and it says, when I pray to God, I ask to be empty of God. Mm-hmm. And essentially it means when I come to prayer, there are certain preconceived notions that have to be destroyed about yeah. who God is. Yeah. And then let him build himself for me, so yeah. that I'm not worshiping an idol of God, mm. but actually God. Yeah. So I think that for those out there who are listening, deconstruction is not a bad thing. Re- reassessment, asking good questions, it's not a bad thing. The question is, what are you going to build in its place? So if you're having a moment of, well, what do I really believe and what am I really doing? Good. Yeah. Jesus did that whenever he taught parables, whenever he yeah. was confronting Pharisees. Hey, you've heard it said this. Yep. But I say this, that's deconstruction. Yeah. So I think a lot of us or a lot of people are like fearful of the postmodern deconstruction thing. It's like, no, 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 just ask questions. Yeah, yeah. Deconstruct, but then build something better yeah. in its place. To jump back to our first word, um, I heard somebody say deconstruction is just discipleship. 
and and I get the fear, like because sometimes deconstruction just turns into destruction. Exactly. <laughs> and that. Yeah. And but I, I appreciate the idea of saying healthy deconstruction is discipleship. Definitely, and I, th- I yeah. think there's some beauty there. Yeah, because God never quits moving us and prodding us and you know getting after us to to make the changes yeah. we need to make. Yeah, we see sanctification, this becoming Christ-like. Mm-hmm. It's through our entire life. Yeah. So that's that's a beautiful thing. Hey, you're not perfect. Get over it. We all have our things that we're working through. I just finished reading a book about prayer, but it's satire. And I was like, but that's not, oh. Uh. A moment where I'm like, I have prayed that. Huh. Hmm. But through humor and wit, it, it, it pierced me in a good way. And being able to repent and saying, oh, thank God you said no to that prayer. Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. So yeah. Any any other encouraging or discouraging things or? Um, yesterday, a local restaurant donated eight thousand pounds of hamburger meat to our food pantry. That was encouraging. <laughs> I wish Back you up guys, for a second. I wish you guys could see the look on his face because that just came out of nowhere. It's eight thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, eight thousand pounds. So we're gonna have a big cookout tomorrow. Uh, not really. Um, no. So we donated a, a lot of it. To another food pantry. Gotcha. And my, my question was going to so, be storage and. Well, actually, Laron, who was on one of the mm-hmm. our earlier episodes, I called him yesterday. And I was like, I was like, hey, Laron, can you guys use a whole bunch of hamburger meat? He's like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> get in your pickup truck. Come on over. We're gonna load it up. And so uh, eight thousand pounds. That's I, amazing. I actually don't know the whole story. I don't know why they had eight thousand pounds. A smash burger. Way to go, Smashburger. Hey, I like Smashburger. So, but so that, I, that's that's where's where's the beef? Yeah, Smashburger. It's at Smashburger. Wendy's always <laughs> wondered where it was. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was at Smashburger. But I appreciate there was some manager like just calling desperately to try to find a place to take it because huh. he didn't want it to go to waste. And so, uh, as opposed to just throwing it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would have been easier for him significantly, but yeah, so. less kind. Way less kind. So Way to go, dude at Smashburger making yeah. those phone calls. Yeah. Okay. So that was that was my other not very serious thing, but it was. I like it. it hey. was cool. It was generous. Can't complain about generosity. That's right. That's right. So our food pantry will be loaded with there you go. hamburger meat. So that'll be great. So hey, we have some news. Yeah, news. I wish it was exciting. Me too. It. I mean, it is. It is, but it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. So, yeah. and if and if you're sitting here saying this podcast, this episode feels a little bit odd, it's because we don't want to talk about this, yeah. but we do want to talk about it. It's it's a weird, bittersweet, melancholy kind of thing. Yeah. So you are going to have a significant job change. A huge change. For those who don't know, we record in Tulsa. Uh, it's where we both reside, work, and we do everything. Um, and our lives and our families are here, but not for much longer for me. Um, I was offered and accepted the position of vice president of student success and engagement at um, Southwestern Christian University, my alma mater, where I'm going to be going and essentially taking over the student development department, uh, overseeing the four-year programs for all of our students there, looking at their spiritual, intellectual, emotional, and physical transformation as students and primarily as believers. Yeah. So and is that largely curriculum work or is it kind of the holistic picture of It's the holistic a picture. I am not dealing so much with academics mm-hmm. as much as I am with resident life, campus life, mm-hmm. uh, and the spiritual life aspects uh, of the university. So I may teach a class if they need me to, mm-hmm. but really I'm focusing on this student transformative program that oversees 
um, that progress for four years from freshman to senior mm-hmm. and, and everything in between. It feels like a good fit for you. I'm the, the, the more I study and the more I'm getting into it and then reading and researching, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about this. Um, that means we have to move, though. Yeah. To Oklahoma City. Yeah. It yeah. means you're going to be busier. I, I am. Yeah. 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 So I, um, you guys are moving here in the next couple months. Yep. But you're going to start working in two days, three days or something. Yeah, January yeah. the 3rd, day one, waking up at 6 in the morning, driving yeah. there to, to do stuff. But then I'll be driving back on Fridays uh, to pick up my girls from school, have some time just me and them, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, be home, and then wake up Monday morning and do it again as we're yeah. putting our house on the market and looking for a place to rent up in the city. Yeah. Yeah, where where is the school located in the city? It's actually in Bethany, Oklahoma, yeah, which is a right. suburb mm-hmm. of Oklahoma City. So it's easier to say Oklahoma right. City. Um, but it's actually on Route 66. Okay. Route 66, sorry. Route. route, route, get your kicks, whatever. Anyway, it's it's there. <laughs> yep. Um, that's a mile, my mater. It's actually where my wife and I met. We both attended um, at that time. Same time. Mm-hmm. The circles didn't meet until afterwards. And we met while we were both in the graduate program. Yes. So sadly, this means that Taylor does not feel like he can probably keep rolling with this podcast with all of the changes coming up. Yeah, it's a it's a steep learning curve, and and then being there and then coming back and wanting to make sure I can give my family attention when I when I when I am home, yep. while also getting acclimated to the culture and identity of the university, as well as the new job and responsibilities. Um, sitting down, looking at responsibilities, hobbies, things I love, and saying, okay, but what what's most important, what, what things need to be cut. And um, this is this is the one that I, I cried the most over. Since, <laughs> truly, yeah. truly, truly do not want to stop, but have to. It's all right. I mean. No, it's not, Brian. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. Yeah. Like w- this may continue on. Um, and it's, I'm probably going to take a break here for several weeks and kind of figure out what's next mm-hmm. for the Echo podcast. Um, all the episodes will stay up for however long, um, but um, we the Echo Podcast may come back with someone else, or it may maybe it'll just be me and I'll have a picture of you sitting across the table. Um, I could get one of those body pillows, <laughs> <laughs> not a, appropriately yes. dressed body pillow, and I, I'll just I would I'll hope just have so. a smirk on my face, <laughs> just sitting across. You can push a button and it'll do one of my phrases yeah. that apparently I say way too much. I, oh, yes. Yeah. You can say something and be like, hey, Taylor, what do you think? And you click and it's a Lord of the Rings quote. Right, right. Or, Frodo, or yeah. I say, I was in my band in high school yeah. you know, or something ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. So we might do that. By the way, I did the thing. Your joke that you always did. <gasps> I asked I asked somebody a question about time. <laughs> and they said, one. And I looked at them and said, a clock? And they looked at me confused and I'm laughing and they're, they just walked away. Okay. I, it felt good. It is funny. It is really funny. <laughs> it's great. For me. <laughs> they're, they're not entirely sure what's happening, but, okay, but so, I did get to do it. So um, here's, here's one of the goals for you is um, six months, I'm going to come visit you okay. and we're going to walk around the campus. All right. And I'm going to ask uh, any random student. Um, uh, we're going to talk about time. Right. And when I say one, I'm going to expect that student to come back at me with that joke. 
That's a lot of pressure. You've got to train a lot of students. That's, a, that's a lot of that's, pressure. This is kind of what you're doing. You've got the job, but r- the real job. <laughs> <laughs> I have job to indoctrinate the them. Is to, is to teach them how to do this job. So, so what have you learned at Southwestern? Well, I've learned who God is, who I am, our relationship. And when somebody doesn't give you an AM or PM indication of the time, you always ask, a clock? <laughs> so for, for reals, though, uh, listeners, pray for Taylor and Ashley and uh, this big yep. step in their life. And I'm excited about that. And, um, and so we're, uh, we're excited for you and sad. Too, so I'm excited and sad too, and thank you for everyone who has supported the podcast. Um, yeah, it's been fun. It really has been. It, 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 it's yeah. It's been great. It's been it's been good. We were about a year and a half or so. I think this is going to be episode sixty three. Oh my goodness, something like that. Yeah, we actually had the most downloads of any download day a few weeks ago. A lot of people were listening to the parent the four-part parent series we did. So Good. all that stuff will stay out there and you can share it and then we'll kind of see what happens in the future. Absolutely. So anyway, thank you, friends. I guess we're signing off. Yeah, for uh, for me, for sure, for you, for a little bit and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So do it. Say it. I don't want to. Say it. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. <laughs>